Hey, what's up? Welcome back to my show. I really appreciate you tuning in. Listen today how my Fiverr experience is going and what I've learned along the way after selling on there for one week. Then hear about my failed business, which failed, obviously. We're going to talk about why it failed, what could have been done, and just some more things with that, but we'll get there. And lastly, I want to talk about this phase that I had on social media of posting constantly about sales and marketing and why that was a terrible idea. But we'll get to all that. That being said, let's jump right into it. So first of all, Fiverr. It's been one week since I've began selling on Fiverr. And I don't know how to feel, quite honestly, because I haven't gotten a single sale yet. However, I've gotten 15 offers. 15 offers as in people that just wanted a writer for them to write their stuff. So basically, for those that aren't familiar, if you're on Fiverr, you get messages from different people asking what you can do for them and they kind of have their little prerequisites set in front of them and they'll send it to like eight or nine different people and then they'll pick the best one so that being said i've gotten 15 of those offers and i responded to each and every one and in doing that i made sure they were the most captivating and the most effective now what i learned on fiverr is that well, actually, this is from a couple different sources, so it keeps me hopeful, but I'm not sure if it's entirely true. But I heard that on Fiverr, you can get people to respond to offers after about a week or two. And the biggest reason why is because they really want to make sure everyone that can possibly answer that offer will answer the offer, even if that means it taking forever. So that being said, those 15 offers are on the table, but... Again, I can't predict the future, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to get the first sale so I can, you know, show you that I can do it, right? And yeah, obviously I'm I'm still pretty optimistic in the $500, $500 goal. And the biggest reason being is that the getting the first sale is always the most difficult. However, after you make that first sale, you tend to grow up in the algorithm and you get more attention more eyeballs and with that more customers so i'm very optimistic i just need to get the first sale and that's still kind of what i'm working for on that now on fiverr so there were a couple things that i was not expecting at all so when i first joined fiverr i had i went in thinking that it was going to be a very professional area where serious buyers and serious sellers were going to go to exchange goods and buy goods and by goods i mean digital services and not an actual shop but what i found is that it's so easy for hackers to get in there or no not even just hackers but like bots to just get in there and harass you so <laughs> we're going to talk about this a little bit because it's kind of one of those things i was not expecting but it happened anyway so picture this so i was sitting in class on Wednesday. I don't remember what class, but I was just sitting there and I kept getting a bunch of buzzes on my phone. So I was just like, okay, either someone's texting me in the group chat or it's from Fiverr because I knew that these bots, they just won't shut up. So I checked up my phone and it wasn't the group chat. So I was happy about that, but it was these Fiverr people and there were like three at a time three people with like numbers in their names and random letters and stuff like that and I was like okay this is not good but then there was one guy whose name was like 
Jack Lee. And I was like, okay, well, that, I mean, it sounds like a real name. So I clicked on it and then he was like, hi. And then I was like, hello. And then he, then he was just like, I have a serious offer for you, but we have to do it over video call. It's like, I swear, this swear, I swear to God, these bots have the same mindset in that they'll just keep telling you that they have to join the voice call in order for them to tell you what they're doing. But so they're not slick with any of that by any means. And then I was just like, does it have anything to do with writing? And literally every time after I contact these bots, they just say, you can't contact the sender anymore. It won't affect your response rate, which basically translates to they got banned. So, you know, so I guess this has happened a couple times and I really wasn't expecting that on Fiverr because I was expecting everybody to kind of be professional and everyone to be willing to purchase because that's kind of what it was advertised as when I first joined. But that being said, I've gotten a couple hundred views, a couple hundred impressions, a couple hundred clicks on each of my gigs, and they're definitely being boosted. So that being said, I'm pretty optimistic that I'll get the first sale very soon. And if not, then we'll just have to find out. Let's hop into the next segment. All right, so I'm going to walk you through why my business failed. So if you don't know, my business was a stress relief subscription service. So it had a bunch of stress relief products in it, and it was basically you could subscribe on the website and pick it up for a couple months and you cancel it at any time. So just a classic subscription service, but with stress relief products. And at first I thought it was the most dandy idea in the world. And I guess to an extent it is kind of a good idea, but the only reason why I thought of subscription service was because of CrateJoy, which is a hosting platform where you could easily set up a website and easily have a subscription service. So that really drew me in. So after maybe the first month of sales, it was doing pretty well. And there were like a fair amount of people that ordered and had subscribed. And what this meant is that I needed to get quality products to the people in the box. I need to pack the box and make it work for them, right? And keep in mind, this is the first time of me doing this. So I had gotten all the products in the box and the products I had sourced from, I think, Canada, Texas, I think one actually might come from uh, Europe, but I don't really remember. And then China for like two, I think, but those ones didn't sell at all. Anyways, after getting the products here and packing them out, you know, I sent it out, you know, I was thinking, oh, okay, you know, these are going to be great. You know, I was going to have such great feedback and I'm going to make a lot of money off of it. Well, what I failed to realize was to actually do proper market research and research who I was selling to and just being patient I guess because I was kind of going in it for the money like to be completely honest with you that's kind of why that was my biggest motivation to go into it and for the first couple months that was true but after a while it just wasn't true anymore so after just going in it for the money you know I began to kind of slack off on the processes and the processes were kind of inefficient to begin with. So by processes, I mean like marketing and packing and 
um, ordering and just about any of any business process you can think of, it was inefficient. And as I began making some money, that's kind of what happened. I just kind of began slacking off and not putting as much attention into it that was needed. And as a direct result of that, the sales began to fall. And it was maybe around the five-month period where almost nobody was subscribing to the boxes anymore. And I was just like, man, why? You know, this it was a good product, right? Well, I never really put myself in the customer's shoes fully. I thought I did, but I didn't. And that was one reason. So then my next step was like, okay, if they're not going to buy the subscription, then maybe I'll do just single products on the website. So then I ended up putting a bunch of different products on the website, some of which were high quality, some of them I've never seen before. And sure, sure enough, some of the good products sold, but eventually the sales stopped coming. And it was at this point, I was like, uh oh, we're back here again. And then it was also at this point where I had to keep reformatting the website because it kept deducting too much money from the account. Because originally it was like $25 a month to host, but then it began going up to like 40 And so it was like, nah, I'm losing all the money, right? So then that's when I moved to Shopify. So I did the 14 day free trial on Shopify, built the, it was actually a really good website, but this, that didn't mean anything for sales. So I got on there and I realized that, okay, I need to give some sort of value back to the people, right? So this is when I began thinking about, okay, can I contact them on social media? Can I engage with the, and like build a crowd on social media? So that's kind of what I had in mind, but I was too lazy to actually execute it. And had I built a community that was really engaged with the product, then maybe it would have had more success for a while. But obviously it was for that reason and the inefficiencies that I walked into that it inevitably failed. And obviously going forward, I'm first of all, I'm really glad to have started it because it was brand new and something that not many people that I'd known about had ever done. So I was just like, okay, that's good. And that being said though, there was so much more that I could have done and so much more that could have made it actually survive. The first of which would have probably been to actually care for it. <laughs> I mean, for the business and actually know everything that's going on because I would work on the business for about an hour a day, two hours a day and just call it off. And I would trick my, my myself into thinking that it was much longer, but it really was not. So that was probably one thing. The next thing was to make sure that I actually have clean processes and that are lean and able to produce results and increase productivity. And lastly, I need to learn how to be more consistent or I had to learn. And the good thing about having that is that now I've spent months trying to build those skills and obviously the business failed and, or no, I officially closed it. And I believe was that i don't even remember i think it was like august or july maybe i think it was july that's when i closed it so basically since july of last year up until now i've had more time to kind of learn more about signals or not signals systems i mean and other processes that really
All right, I don't know why the sound cut off in that last episode, but I don't know that episode segment. But just to finish off the story, basically, I ended up learning all the key processes in running a business, and I ended up mastering a lot of them and applying them into the real, into real life. So, that being said, now more than ever, I'm more equipped to actually start something that's going to last a long time and be profitable in the long run versus just making a couple thousand dollars in a month or two. Anyways, that wraps up that story. I hope you enjoyed that. And now I'm going to talk about the social media. So I'm going to take it back to around the same time I was starting this business. So last February, I was also very interested in sales and marketing. And obviously, you know, I really enjoy that. I still enjoy those subjects to this day but what i kept doing was i kept posting about it on instagram on my stories and all that other junk and i failed to realize the most important rule of marketing which is to appeal to your target audience i wasn't even doing that because and at the end of the day most people just got turned off by it and they're just like ew you know and in a way rightfully so because it wasn't for them and I was just being an idiot and I just kept posting about it. So, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have an interest, but it's another thing to actually want to build your audience. And because obviously I post about it, I get thrown all the time and I don't really care. What, you know, I, if you like it, great. If not, also great. But what I was trying to do is I was trying to build my whole brand off of that. And I essentially was just preaching more than I was practicing. I know a lot of people say that, like Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff. Basically, what that means is that you're always talking about doing these things, but you never actually take the action to do them. And that's kind of exactly what was happening. And I'm glad I caught on to it, you know, overall. But it's really up until recently that I really understand the meaning of that and just really not just doing the preaching nonsense. And obviously, that's kind of the goal with this podcast is to just kind of show what I know right now but not going over the top with it and really showing that I am human. That's kind of why I'm talking about all this kind of embarrassing stuff because, you know, I'm human and I learn things, obviously, over time as well. And the biggest thing that I want you guys to take from that is that if you want to build a brand off of something, make sure you actually practice what you're preaching because if you don't, you're just going to sound annoying like I did for a couple months and that's really the biggest thing to be completely honest with you and oh another thing that is kind of important to the story is that because I was trying to build my brand around marketing and sales you know I would do maybe kind of running back to the processes I would just do the bare minimum to do that so I wouldn't really engage with the actual marketing and sales niche but I would always post about them. And that's wrong. It sounds cringy when I say that, but it was just wrong. So many things could have been turned right about that. Again, there's a difference between having a hobby and wanting to build your brand on it, I guess. And, you know, I guess in essence, I'm really glad that I got a chance to do that and go through that little three-month period because if I didn't do that, then I'm pretty sure it would have happened eventually and it might have been more costly than 
what I did. Because to be completely honest with you, I didn't really lose anything in doing that. I just probably turned off a lot of people as they were scrolling by, which kind of isn't the goal of marketing. The goal is to kind of be engaging to the car- target audience. And, you know, again, since I wasn't reaching them, it didn't matter. But anyways, this kind of wraps up today's podcast. I know it's a little short and I apologize for it being a little delayed too, but I really hope you guys took something from this and just remember what I talked about today. And if you really enjoyed it, send this link to a friend and if they really care about this type of stuff, that is, then yeah, share it with a friend. And that being said, I'll see you soon. Or I shouldn't say see, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.